Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God is so good. And uh, we're going to continue on with our series of the power of your testimony. And we're asking Lillian to come, and she's going to share her testimony with us tonight. And we're excited. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. It's so good to be back in the house of the Lord, praising him for all his blessings. Well, let me get my little notes together so I won't forget anything. <laughs> I have a, a scripture, John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. I was um, raised Catholic. And at the age of 14, I had came with my sister to um, the Waite School. That's right here on Rosecrans and Norwalk. And um, we came to see uh, Pat Boone. He was having a service there when I was 14. And they had had an altar call. And one thing about my mom, she never cared if we, she just wanted us to love God. So we went to a Christian church. She was fine. So they had an altar call, and I went up. I was 14 years old, and my sister goes, what made you go up? I go, I just had a just tug in my heart, you know, to go up and give my heart to Jesus. But I, where we lived, we lived in L.A. We, I was born in East L.A., but we, I was like three or four. We moved to West L.A., and there weren't very many Christian churches around there, just Catholic churches everywhere. So I continued going to a Catholic church, but I always had that tugging in my heart, that emptiness to follow Jesus. So I, it was a rough neighborhood where I grew up in West LA. And um, growing up, I used to say, I don't want to live here forever. You know, my mom was a single mom. She always had a home for us, clean. We always had clean clothes, food, a lot of homemade Mexican food, which I didn't really like, but <laughs> homemade tortillas every day. <laughs> but it was like, okay. But she knew me and my brother didn't like it, so she would always make my brother and I a special dinner aside from everybody else. Because she used to always see that I would hide my food on the table like different places because she wanted us to eat our food. <laughs> so she started to make us, me and my brother different meals. So. Growing up, I still had that, that emptiness, and I knew that God would be tugging at my heart. So I used to say, I don't want to live here. I don't want to live here. I don't want to get married and raise kids here. Well, I used to say, I never want to marry anybody who lives around here, anyone. <laughs> well, guess what? I've <laughs> been married, going to be 42 years, to one of those guys who live there. <laughs> At first, I said, I won't even give him the time or day. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> but he kept 
coming around. Can I have your number? Gave him a complete different number. I told him I lived somewhere else. <laughs> so he ended up finding me, so he found me for 41 years already, 42 years. <laughs> but thank you, Jesus, because he's the best husband, best dad, and best papa. And I wouldn't trade it in for the world. He's, he's, he's a wonderful husband. Everybody used to say that their kids, they won't make it. When we got married, we were kids. They're not going to make it. There were so many bets, like, I bet you in one year that divorce. They're kids. But putting Jesus in the center of our marriage helped us get through a lot of hard times. Hard times when we were kids. But by the grace of God, we both came to Jesus, and he helped us get to where we are today. <laughs> and I thought, growing up, I'm a good daughter, I'm a good mom, I'm a good wife. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, except follow Jesus. And I still had that emptiness, the tugging in my heart. And I said, I was, like I said, the best housekeeper, <laughs> the best wife. I just thought, oh, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything right. But I wasn't because God wanted me to have a personal relationship with him, which I started to go to church. I started to go to, um, it was a Norwalk Calvary Chapel. And then they closed down, so I went to the um, Downey. Calvary Chapel and Downey, and they were, they were good. The message was good, but nothing like where I am now. This has been the best church that I've ever gone to. I feel God's love when I walk through the door. He's helped me in so many situations with my health. I would have never, ever been up here if it wasn't for God with so many medical problems, and I find myself, every time I go to the doctor, better. Sometimes I get a little bad report, but I say it's okay because God brought me this far. And I go, one day I will have my complete healing, but I've come a long way with my health, and I thank God and I praise him, because without Jesus, there's just no way, no way. Because in, in the long run, I, I mean, I had health problems. Who would I run to if I didn't have Jesus? If I didn't look for Jesus at that time, I wouldn't have to, anyone to run to. Without God, we are nothing. Without God, we are nothing. I don't know how people could live without Jesus. And I say it over and over. How could you live without Jesus? Let me see. I have. Sometimes on my lunch, I'm in my car, praying, reading the word, and I come across these little things about the Lord. It says, trust in his timing. 
rely on his promises, wait for his answers, believe in his miracles, rejoice in his goodness, relax in his presence. And I just believe every word from there. God is good Amen. all the time. And Luke 9:62, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the play and looking back is fit for his kingdom of God. Well, that's my testimony. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.